We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. My A's though. My A's. Are they struggling right now? Yeah, they're like a couple out of the wild card. I kind of don't I feel pretty good about them because they've they have been kind of struggling relative and they're still right there. Like they haven't they haven't gone on any sort of run really. Like they, all their pitching still on the DL and none of their hitters are like out of control good. Like it's not like someone's hitting like 350 and they're like they're coming down to earth. God, what are, are the A's playing right now? Oh, they won again today, so they, they beat won. the Cardinals forty three and thirty eight. It is crazy though how like I mean I don't I don't fuck, I don't watch them, dude. But like it is crazy how like they just always find some new bullshit. Like what the fuck is a Bo, Bo Taylor? No idea who that is. I feel like he's probably good. <laughs> yeah, he's not regular. He has starter. a four twenty nine OBP. <laughs> I don't know how many. I don't know how many. Uh, he got called up recently. He's okay, he's yeah. not the starter. Fegley's actually going to be an all star. See, like somebody random like him. Who is that guy? Did they just pick him up somewhere? (laughs) I mean, they are the king of finding these like 28 to 30-year-olds who randomly um, find a couple career years. That's what uh, so when like Zaidi got pulled over, that's what yeah. that's that's the that's the dream, dude. Like in a couple of years from now, and like, dude, you know the Giants have some guys that they can trade to get prospects too. Like this guy named Will Smith, who's like a really good fucking closer. <laughs> like, speaking they can of get some guys, man. Speaking of teams who who are doing a terrible job of finding productive vets on the waiver wire, welcome to the Light Years Podcast. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you, you brought it up, and I'm like, man, the A's are really good at finding, like, these undervalued 
vet guys and like the problem is they need them to be stars and they're not like they're not stars right mm. but mm. the warriors have stars it'd be really nice if they could just find something that was better than a than a quinn cook god you know you see how stressed out Bob myers looks too like he's i mean i'm sure he's trying to find one right now dude that guy if you i didn't watch the press conference i just watched highlights um dude he looks stressed hey do you remember like when they first traded for andre godala and he showed up like with a full beard and everything looking super disheveled that's kind of what he reminds me of right now maybe like he's working on a trade can we uh, can, can we talk <laughs> about bob showing up with the the you know i haven't i haven't shaved in a week beard infinitely better look than whatever maury's got going on right now <laughs> Maury, Maury looks like he's he's auditioning for Castaway too. He just looks homeless. It's so he looks bad. depressed, homeless. Maybe maybe he looks just, like he's walking around the streets, just showing people his his spreadsheets. Like we should have won. We were the better team. The numbers oh say God. we won. <laughs> street you sheets. Know, you know, kind of like how homeless people yell at us every time we walk down the street in San Francisco. I was gonna That's say like yes. Maury. San Francisco street sheets, you know? It's like 2 a.m. <laughs> somebody's trying to sell you something for like 25 cents. That's Daryl Moore right now, man. I don't even know why he's trying to do all this. You saw that Jimmy Butler report. Like, what's the re- Just keep this team the same. You guys are probably, ma- probably the no, best team no, in the I, West. I agree with getting Jimmy. Jimmy's yeah? a stud, but oh, God. Jimmy, Harden, and CP together is, you know, it's just the, the amount of potential drama is going to be amazing. Like, there's no way Jimmy Butler doesn't hate Harden within a year or so, you know, like right now he probably respects his talent, but he's going to get so fed up with just kind of like, cause, cause, cause Butler is the kind of guy who, who made his name on doing like the little things and then became a star. And he gets like super fed up with guys like Wiggins, um, (laughs) cat who are just kind of like soft about that stuff. Like they'll never make like the big defensive play. They'll never like dive for a loose ball. Well, and so like, that's like James Harden is like the steroid version of that. Obviously, well, James, you know, James he's Harden's MVP a, level. He's a but, DH. He's, I yeah. mean, he might be the most offensively gifted player in the league, just like skill set combination, right? Uh, but like he knows it and he, he has zero desire to do anything else. Yeah. 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 That, that's like, if, you know, it's, it's great, but, you know, it's, it's not good enough against the Warriors. But that would be funny. Um, if they got you, dude, they would lose Eric Gordon, Capella, and PJ Tucker, or at least two out of three. Of I can't guys. decide if uh, Chris Paul and Butler would get along and be like this, like it'd be like the Wade Butler thing, where they kind of like thought they were better than everyone on the Bulls. Remember that? Or they would hate each other. You the know? three because, alphas. Yeah, there's. Oh yeah, the, the three alphas. <laughs> Rondo. <laughs> Jimmy B and, and Dwayne Wade washed up Wade and washed up uh, Rondo. Dude, these dudes who I mean, like stars are stars, but it's it's so hilarious to watch these dudes who like consider themselves above their teammates, and the media now doesn't criticize it. Like my whole life growing up, if you do the LeBron act, where it's like I'm the king, I'm you know I'm above my teammates, they they work for me. He, you would get killed, and now it's like the opposite, right? Yeah, no, it, well, that that's the player empowerment stuff where it's like uh, it, the player is always right at all times now. Even it's like it's they are, you know, you you tend to take the player side, but now they they've it's to a point where it's like the players can do pretty much anything, and people can be like, yeah, 
player is it, freedom. Is it player? Is it player empowerment or is it superstar empowerment? <laughs> Keep in mind that Chris Paul did negotiate the ability to get that contract right just for him and just for LeBron, right? Yeah, and, and, and that where where he get, only they can get the max money that helped literally nobody but them. Yeah, and, and my whole thing is like we, it's a team sport. We should kind of celebrate the stars who sacrifice to bring the best out of their best out of their um, teammates who are clearly not as gifted as them. And instead it's like, it's the opposite. It's like, well, why aren't these guys doing more for him? And it's just like, wait, this goes against everything. Every coach on any level is like just the, the general, like ethos of the sport. Right. I, I, uh, I cannot wait till the Lakers find a way to sign Kemba Walker. And he's standing in the corner shooting threes. Uh, all season long, so I can't wait till Anthony Davis gets blamed for something. Uh, even though Anthony Davis is what? What do you think? Probably the best player that LeBron's ever played with, maybe besides Prime no. Wade for that no. one season. I think Chris Bosh is better. Uh no, he's better than Bosh, but Wade is substantially better. P- Prime Wade, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably true. Um, he might be the best fit though next to LeBron, but then. See, everyone's just assuming because the Warriors are not going to win next year because, you know, everyone's in. May, maybe not. Maybe not. We Come on now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's this is, it's the year off. This is the vacation year. Um, before they rack up another five in a row or something. Uh, what I was going to say is the, the assumption LeBron can just, like, dial it back three years at age 35 with those miles, like – I don't know, man. That's there's a lot of wishful thinking there. There's a lot of well, there's a lot of hey, this is unprecedented, and just because he's LeBron James does not mean he gets to beat medical, you know, modern medicine or, or, or just the ability of human bodies to break down. Look at KD; he played so many minutes in the playoffs, he literally broke down. Clay Thompson, same thing. And um, then you got and then you got Anthony Davis, who you know doesn't exactly. He plays a lot of games, but I feel like he's always hurt, you know? He he leads the NBA in and he's going back to the locker room. And then like <laughs> yeah. he gets a lot of those like twenty eight minute games because he spent a quarter in the locker room. Yeah. Which I mean yeah. like you know, it's it is what it is. You, you fight through it, that's that's cool and everything, but like he's still I don't know, those two the durability thing's a question. If they can build a roster around them is a question. That's if they get smart. a third max player, they're going to sign like Mello, J.R. Smith, probably Lance Kyle Stevenson Corver. again. Like it's not going to be. Oof. Do you know the numbers, by the way? They, they, they have some time to get a third team here to get a trade to get the max uh, numbers uh, under the salary cap. But as of now, they only have 20 mil, right? 2023. Well, the, thing is, the thing is, Anthony Davis, this is hilarious. Anthony Davis. Oh, the wave. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, he, right. He, it's basically implied he'll wave it if they get a max guy, but not if anything else. And I'm just like, that's no, you need to wave it irregardless if you actually care about, you know, helping the team. But he can't wave it, though. That's four mil, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, he could. <laughs> he could if he cares about winning. Well, no, I, I think I think that that's, that's a tough kind of thing to, to – to expect of a player and keep in mind, Anthony Davis was someone that he forced uh, the trade. Yeah. Well, he can wait. He did it. lose, he did lose money because media didn't vote him on all, all NBA team last year. Like he lost like hun- not hundreds of millions, but he lost tens of millions of dollars. And you remember that? Who so, the, who's going to vote him on it? 
Well, the year before, not this year, the, the year before when he actually was really good and they went to the playoffs and they won that first he round. He made all Remember? NBA. Well, th- well, it wasn't this year. There was a year where he wasn't voted on. Was it because he wasn't on first team or second team? Something. And it cost millions of dollars. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not anyway, I, anyway it's $4 million. Dollars. I, I, I don't think he should waive it. But also, here's the thing. Since we're doing a we're doing – what is this podcast for? Free agency preview. We'll do a quick offseason preview of, of other teams. Do you trust Palenka to even get guys? Right? Like if they had to spend 20 mil on like four or five players or like two, two three players, like would he even pick the right guys? Like come on. Or are they just going to pick like Kentavious Caldwell Pope for $10 million? Like I, mean, I don't trust these obviously guys Obviously KCP's come back. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson just signed with Clutch. He's coming back. Oh boy, uh, maybe they'll get. Uh, they're supposed to resign like Reggie Bullock or something, right? Like, yeah, there's a bunch of these guys. By and the way, the thing, shout like, out Brian Windhorse, who spent more time talking about Reggie Bullock's cap hold on like eight different shows than I thought was possible. Like, I, I love. That's why I brought it up. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I love Wendy. He gets a topic and then he just lets you bring it home, and like it, it is a. I j- it just hit me today when I was listening to him on the low post. I'm like, this is like the fourth time he's talked about Bullock's cap hold in the last two days. That made me wonder, like, I'm just listening to too much Windhorse these days. <laughs> but it is kind of like, yeah. Comedy, dude. Fucking comedy. I mean, do we want to talk about more Lakers? We could talk about Lakers all day. But what are we here for again? What was what, what this podcast supposed to be? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know, uh, by the way, are you, you know what I just that saw. She, she just sent us hilarious. I, I told him to tweet it. Um, <laughs> well, hey, let, <laughs> let's start with this. Let's start with this because um, because we are hosting a show. By the way, we're on Blue Wire podcast. Um, I think we're re-upping for another year. We'll see. Um, so rate us five stars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we are doing the radio show on 95.7 this weekend. Uh, we're doing it at 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, on Sunday, and the free, free, agency, free agency starts at 3 this year. So we'll be on pretty much live commentating, Sam, on uh, every single move. It's going to be super fucking fun. I'm, um, I'm excited. It's going to be wild. I think this is uh, our first time doing like a live interactive show like this. And I don't know, man. Just being able to like see the Woj bomb come across and then instant reaction. Uh, it's going to, you know, hopefully we get good news for the Warriors, but... Well, did you uh, did you hear that? Uh, speaking of radio shows, Andre Iguodala went on KMBR today and, and pretty much said that there'd be some headliners in free agency for the Warriors. So take with that what you will. This Iguodala uh, media tour, I iconic. mean, iconic, iconic. He knows what he knows what he's doing. Okay, so let's let's start with that because I think uh, this is like the one news item before we get into like free agency stuff for the Warriors. Um, the way. ESPN and places are mis misrepresenting what Igudala said to say the Warriors misdiagnosed KD. I mean, it's pretty disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get Ben. Hopefully, Ben can uh, put in the sound uh, of the full Breakfast Club clip. Warriors, Charlemagne. Do the Warriors organization take any blame for what happened to KD, or should they? Because you're talking the book about you know right. sacrificing your body. So for these so, organizations. So that's a really good question. I don't think his injury was the reason before the other, of the other injury because um, the way the body set up, the calf should have went out first before the Achilles. So mm-hmm. that was like an active guy. Like the Achilles was just going to go out no matter if he was injured before that or not. But I talk about in the book, you know, what's your body worth? 
you know, all, you, all I hear is play one a year longer than you can. But at the same time, it's like, you all want to have a certain lifestyle when I'm done playing. You know, them knees go quick. So so you don't you don't think the Warriors had any responsibility with maybe pushing KD out there too soon? That's a tough part, too. You think about it. We have a really good training staff. I, I You know, I'll give credit where credit's due. Our training staff is one of the best in the world, and I feel like they got them back. The tough thing is, is when you're an athlete and you're hurt, everybody's looking at you sideways. Mm -hmm. And then being his teammate is harder because everyone's feeding stuff in our head when KD coming back, when KD coming mm -hmm. back. And the like, fact that it's the finals. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Last year happened to me. Mm -hmm. I missed the last three games of the Houston series. It goes to game seven. We barely get out of that series. And now they're looking at me like, when you coming back? And I had a I had a fractured leg, but it's being put out there like he got a bone bruise. But I, so I'm fighting with the team, I'm fighting with people, I'm fighting with the media. And then my teammates ask me every day, "How you feeling? How you feeling?" So with K, he getting it from everywhere too. Like, "How you feeling? How you feeling?" Not just from the, the team, but from family or from you know people close to him. You know, this is our moment, this is our stage. You know, right. this don't last forever. And, and what they'd always say in sports: "Oh, he a tough guy. He played through injuries." You know, you're, you're validated as an athlete if you win a championship or how tough you were. It's now been said by Kerr and multiple people. And by the way, just common sense. Katie had three separate doctors clear him. Only one was a team doctor. He had two specialists. One he hired, a third just to that. Like the idea that there's some bad faith medicine going on, like that's the type of conspiracy theory stuff that's like dangerous to say because – it's it, it's just it's just bad yeah so you were pretty annoyed um about this a few weeks ago when it when it happened and you were just you were just saying hey like we we shouldn't talk about this like we aren't doctors blah blah i think it's gotten significant i was like eh, whatever who cares it's gotten significantly worse to the point where i'm with you man do you it's know gotten to the do point you know where anyone who's ridiculous. who's become a doctor do yeah you, do you know like they take it very seriously. Oh, so the idea that like someone's like people are just peddling any given Sunday out there. Oh, dude. So okay, dude. So <clears throat> I'm glad you said that because um, my buddy who's doing his residency right now is going to be a doctor soon, urologist. Funny enough, um, I sent him a picture and uh, or a video of the thing, and I'm like, hey, like the day it happens, right? I'm like, hey, did Katie pop it? Do you pop his Achilles? Do you do this? I ask him like a million questions like every other idiot that doesn't know anything. And he goes like, well, maybe it could be. It doesn't look good, but I don't know. And I kept pressing him. I was like, if you were to pick, like, what would it be? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Which is the right way because if you're a doctor, you don't just say shit, right? You got to you gotta actually know what you're talking about. You got to actually be there to diagnose it. You can't just look at a video and say what happened. And all we're seeing nowadays, dude, is we got people literally on ESPN and the largest sites, and they're just saying anything. Anything with no facts, no sources, no idea what's going on. And it's and and it's, I it's and I think it's like, you know, if someone's out there speculating like I think Katie's gonna sign with the Hornets, who cares, right? But now you're throwing like medical professionals under there and you're throwing an entire organization, you're basically questioning just so many people's professionalism. That's like that's that's a, some bad faith stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 embarrassing. It's disingenuous, and it it just it makes people look bad. Where like if either way, if Rex Celebrini and actually let's talk about this because they the narrative right now is being written that it's just the Warriors doctors that clear him, right? And lo and behold, we find out that people in KD's camp also agreed 
uh, with the Warriors doctors, and it presumably was cleared by all parties, which was not what was said from the beginning. So it's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, I, I, just, I don't get it. It's just... And the last thing, I do want to talk to this. People are like, why didn't the Warriors say it was more serious publicly? Because it's the playoffs. Because why did the Raptors not say what Kawhi's injury was the whole time? Because it's the playoffs. You, you're trying to get a competitive advantage. You're not disclosing it publicly. It's, it's um, not complicated. How about this? Are you, are you annoyed, though, because uh, of the fact that it seemed like the players weren't necessarily being communicated with? And nobody's really telling the players, like, hey, you know, he's actually more hurt than we let on. Like, I think if you were to blame someone, maybe Kern Myers at least could have told the players, hey, we said it was a, spra- a small sprain or, or whatever it was, but it's actually much worse. And he might be out, you know, the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, the internal communication is definitely the biggest thing to me that I would say the Warriors messed up. Yeah. Um, because you get the impression the other players were unaware of how bad his injury was. Or maybe they were. Maybe maybe they're just not laying it on, you know. But it's that's kind of the part that's a little trickier because when a guy is hurt, and I'm not, I'm not saying like hurt with like he sprained his ankle but he'll play in three days, but like hurt with a long-term thing, they tend to not work out with the team and they tend to kind of be by themselves. So that's where the, the lack of communication becomes really Which is bad. just surprising, man. Like is Bob Myers not like the best communicator? Steve Kerr, one of the best communicator coaches, I'd say probably the best that you've got in the league and they messed this up that badly or maybe not that badly, but they messed it up. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. Um, and I don't know how it's going to work moving forward because we got to talk about Kevin Durant and where he's going to go for the Warriors. So I, I don't know if this stuff matters to Kevin Durant moving forward, but man, it definitely wasn't a good look during the postseason or, or even after. Nope. Just kind of sucks. So do you read anything into the fact that he's doing all this free agency stuff in New York and he's living in New York right now? <laughs> was he Was he in New York last time? Um, he, he was in the Hamptons. Warriors. Yeah, that is, that is that New York. That is right. That's pretty close, right? Close enough. It's it's outside. It's like a place New Yorkers go to vacation. But yes, it's uh, right there. It's close enough. Yeah. I, no, I wouldn't read into that. I guess. But um, I, I've been kind of telling you, and I have no idea where he's going. Maybe Katie doesn't have any ideas that he's going. But the more I kind of think about it, the more I'm leaning and kind of thinking that Katie's going to resign. He almost has no choice. Like, what is he going to do? Take a much lesser contract to go to Brooklyn with Kyrie? That's the only option. I can't see him go to New York because then he's gonna have he's coming off an Achilles, and he's gonna have to carry that team on that Achilles after that. Yeah, um, come, so, come back from your Achilles tear and play with Kevin Knox and RJ Barrett. That is tough. Yeah, exactly. That is tough. And so with Kyrie, yeah, maybe in Brooklyn, but you're also taking way less money. That fifth year is extra fifty million dollars. Like, how the hell are you gonna turn down fifty million dollars? I think that Achilles really messed it up. Uh, for KD and I think that's part of why maybe he's going to begrudgingly he's going to be the most miserable guy to sign a 220 million dollar max contract <laughs> in the history well, and of then the league. We're seeing the reports that there's potential sign and trade and that's super complicated because the Warriors can't sign and trade him but it'd basically be like we'll sign him with a wink wink deal we'll trade you to Brooklyn in February um oh boy and I don't, so, so, so I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's feasible. That's that, that sounds like one of those, um, uh, 2K, yeah, maybe. it sounds like a 2k, like, Oh, what if they do this? Like highly unlikely, but yeah, basically the sign and trade rules 
So like in the old CBA, you you always had the protection that, you know, basically like the home team gets an advantage. Like they can offer an extra year. They can offer higher raises. You know, KD can get five, 120 from the Warriors. We can only get like four, 160 something yeah, like right, right, from right. another team. So it kind of incentivizes him to want to stay with this team in the old days what a guy would do is they say, I'm going like LeBron did when he went to Miami. And then Cleveland was like, okay, well we'll just sign and trade you. So they give us some stuff back and they they didn't get equal value. They got like a couple late first round picks, but it was better than nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the new new CBA doesn't allow you to do that. If you're going to, if they're going to sign and trade Katie, the most they can give him is basically the same deal. He can sign with Brooklyn on his own. So there's no incentive. Got it. Okay, so but, they, they can only sign him. Wait, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but if they signed him and then just ag- traded him in six months, like just randomly, like the way the Clippers traded Blake Griffin after they resigned him, although that wasn't pre-planned. Um, <laughs> or maybe. And maybe, but it, it, then it's kind of a loophole around the system. And in his case... Uh, it's a, it's especially a loophole because it's not like he's gonna be playing for the Warriors. That's next so that's year. that's the thing. So yeah, that's the thing. That that's like the Blake Griffin part where it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. He could sign, and then maybe they can figure out what happens. But then, dude, in six months, anything could happen. You know, what if R.J. Barrett gets hurt? What if you know the the New York Knicks? I mean, they got they got nothing that you could trade, right? What if what if yeah? KD, but what about Brooklyn? What about like a little little Dinwiddie, a little Karis LeVert? <laughs> So that that's the interesting one, right? That that's the one where it's like, well, if you can Although get, I don't know why they would necessarily give you like their best cheap players who are because then it would screw them over. Yeah, All exactly. of a sudden, they've got no. Then one. they'd look like the Lakers, where they got like two dudes and like scrambling to find pieces to go around them. Well, yeah, I mean, they look like the Knicks when the Knicks traded for Melo, where they traded everyone to to get Melo, and then they got no one, <laughs> and their team was terrible. Um, way, way back in the day, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. They, I guess they wouldn't trade them, but if you would get, if you could get. You know, Lavert or, or Dinwiddie, and or maybe just those two in a pick, or or maybe you know somebody else in there. Jared L- Allen, little Crux. Yeah, they, I doubt they give Jared Allen, but yeah, that rookie. Yeah, little Crux, little little Ronde I don't know. Well, he he's a free agent. I mean. Yeah, but but the whole thing is, um, you're never going to get equal value in that sort of situation. You're not even get close to equal value, but you're going to get something which is better than nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I th- I think that's one of those warriors floating it, uh, but I don't think it's a realistic thing. It's just it's too many moving pieces, and he's got an injury that's going to take him out the whole year. By the way, um, let's talk about the cap for a second. Are the warriors? If so, let's say for let's operate on the assumption that Katie signs the f- the the max uh, extension, and then um, he's out for the season. If they get a disabled player exception, how much is that? And is that something that they could tack onto the mid, uh, tax player mid level that they can spend? So do you Dan- know? So Danny had a good piece on that. Danny Larue, friend of the show, friend of the um, show. Because of how big his contract would be with the max, they'd get a full nine million dollar exception for him. But the odds that they get the exception, it's a little unlikely because it, basically a doctor has to rule it's highly unlikely he can physically recover before the end of the finals. And well, yeah, that's, a, okay. that's a tough one. So it's yeah. like you see people, you see teams get the disabled thing when it's like John Wall tearing his Achilles mid season. Like he tears Achilles in January. 
fuck. It's, okay, that you know, makes sense. There's no chance he can play come June right. 15th. I think June 15th is the deadline. Basically saying there's no chance this guy can be physically fit by June 15th. So we're giving an exception, which is why most of the disabled player exceptions come when a guy has a you know a long term injury mid season like clay right. clay won't right, get one right. because right. even if clay sits out the whole year no doctor is going to declare that it's likely he can't right. play by june and and 12 months from the day that kd injured his achilles a doctor won't rule that cuz you can come back from an achilles in 9 months so like yeah, there, cuz there's nothing there's nothing in there that, that says he has to be back at full strength it just right, has to be like he right. can play basketball 9 million would have been nice it would have been a nice player, but yeah, okay. So you're okay. So with that being said, it looks like that's pretty unlikely. Um, if they were to re-sign Kevin Durant, uh, what? Uh, so let's go through the two options. If they re-sign Kevin Durant, how much money would they have with the uh, taxpayer mid-level? And if KD it's doesn't resign, what do they have? Okay. And if they don't resign, if they don't, they might still only have that. Okay, they might so be okay. able to get to the full mid-level, but it's it's unlikely because. Looney is going to end up costing money and like they'll pretty much be at the tax. So let's, let's okay. operate with the assumption they got 5.7 to spend. Okay, so they got that. They have to re-sign Looney who they technically can pay however much they want. It's yeah, just they have tax they have to pay. Yep. Um, so you think he's coming back, right? I think we can both agree on Kevon Looney. He's coming back. Yeah, it'll be interesting how much he gets because guys like him traditionally don't get big deals. Like they're, I like to think, I think of like, um, What's his name on the Clippers? Uh, Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Or yeah. like Ed Davis. These kind of like undersized, like kind of more traditional power forwards. But Still got paid a lot. 10 mil, I think, for each guy. Six. Five oh, and six. six a year. So, oh. I mean, like if you get Looney at like five or six a year, like that, you're that he's he's outperforming that. That's a value, right? I think that's about what he gets, right? I think unless yeah, somebody he throws might get, him. He might, have, he might get a little more than that, but like I don't, I don't think we're worried about Looney getting the um, – you know, two and two for 40. Two yeah. Year 40 mil. You don't think he's getting the two year 40 mil. <laughs> I mean, if his agent can pull that off, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So, so, so uh, Looney's going to be back. I could uh, see Clay a Thompson. team. I could see a team throwing the full mid level at him, like eight, nine mil a year. That could probably be the high end of what he gets. And even if, if that's what he gets, I'd pay that for Looney. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's literally said he would take a little bit of a discount. He loves the Warriors. The Warriors gave him a chance um, and kind of developed him into the player he was today uh, after the hip injury. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a shoe in um, another shoe in. Say Clay Thompson. I think that's probably done. Right. You think that's uh, I don't know. I saw a Photoshop of him in the Clippers today. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to get the max. Um, and his max, I think, starts at 32 for next year. OK, so. I mean, five years. What one sixty? One ninety. Oh boy! I mean, it gets, this is where Must it's like nice. this is where um, it's like people say, you know, who cares? Pay him whatever. But when it's capped, the fan incentive is you kind of want him to take a discount. You want him to do the Tom Brady because every dollar they save is a dollar that can technically go towards KD, another player. KD did that. I mean, yeah. KD did do that, and it's great. Yeah. I don't. It, it's one of those weird things where, like, I don't begrudge a player for not doing it, but I also don't like begrudge teams for trying to negotiate well, either. Well, here's the thing, and I think the Warriors situation is unique, where the ownership has this new stadium where they have so much money, but also it, it just 
them taking less money would only mean that ownership saves money. No, right? It, no, it wouldn't. In, That's in the this, thing. It, it really wouldn't. Any discounts they take opens up potential exemptions. Clay, Clay is not going to take. Yeah, but he's not. There's no reason for him to do that. Like, and you look at Andre Godala when he had when he negotiated that contract too. Like he was he he getting that extra year wasn't like what were they going to get with a couple extra mil? I think it was just extra taxes being paid. If I recall correctly. Like so recall. so my thing is, if KD resigns, you're correct. This is where it's funny. If KD resigns, they're so far over the tax that doesn't matter. Just take all the money you can because it's literally just about, you know, Lacob's yeah, right. pocketbook. But if KD leaves, they can actually carve out space to sign a couple but players here or there. Because how much is Clay going to have to take, though? How much of a discount does well, he have to take? It's not, not going to happen. So right. I, I don't really want to go into it because it's pointless. Like, we know he's going to get maxed. My thing is, it's the next contract for Steph and Clay. Like, Steph's already two years into a five-year deal. His next contract is going to determine, you know, because he'll be 34 well, yeah, we'll see when it comes. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's like, and and it should be yeah. noted. Tim Duncan started taking discounts on that contract. People are talking yeah. about Tim taking du- discounts. Tim signed whatever his like the equivalent of the max for that day was. Yeah, in like his I, prime. I don't... He started taking discounts at like thirty four when he's like, you know, I'd rather keep this run going than like try to get every dollar I can when I'm thirty six, thirty seven. Well, same, same with Dirk. But here's the problem, man. Like and and that's my thing with this case. The the Spurs found Kawhi, right? They've got they got these they, they got the ability to develop these players and find these players. The Warriors have none of that right now. So like that's Yeah, that's but a bit all of that issue. money all, that money that they saved on Duncan was Bellinelli, Splitter, all these guys. Anyway, that, they were at a different point in their developmental path, right? Yeah, but at the, that point, I'm just saying the Spurs find guys that are yes. actually good. Okay, so the Warriors brings, have yet. This to do brings that. us to our next point. Yeah, the Warriors are gonna need to, whether KD comes back or not, they're gonna need to be more strength in numbersy because even if KD comes back, he's not gonna be the 40 minute per game guy who like. Need me to play center? I'll do it. Need me to play point guard? I'll do it. You know, because he's that versatile. Like, if he comes back off the Achilles, he's going to have to be a guy who's playing about 30 minutes a game and you're really like, you know, he's not playing back-to-backs. And to do that, you got to have something. It can't well, be like the drop-off to to McKinney. Well, that, that's that's where they've got it. they got six mil, man. They've got six mil with that taxpayer mid-level and then they've got a bunch of vet min contracts. That's all they can do. Like, they can also trade Livingston, so we didn't. Well, we, we should trade a Godala. We get well. Livingston's the more interesting one. I think if they had their way, they wouldn't trade a Godala or Draymond, uh, but they might be forced into it. No way, no fucking way, dude. Uh, but I like your Livingston scenario. So Livingston, uh, go ahead. So something to pay attention to: Sunday, Livingston's contract becomes guaranteed, and if it becomes guaranteed, it's an expiring trade chip. So yep. <sighs> You could see this being helpful two ways. Well, so it's eight mil total. Yeah, right? you can see one teams who have guys who are owed multiple years, but they want to get out of that contract. Dion Waiters. <coughs> what? Yeah, Dion Waiters. Sorry, perfect example. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Dion's owed about ten, eleven mil a year for two years. Miami would love to be out of that contract, so they might just take Livingston and be like, "We'll waive you," but you know we don't have to pay anyone for the twenty twenty one season. 
the Warriors are like, man, Livingston leaves. It's not like we're going to get eight million back. We might as well just get someone. Yep, correct. The second um, way, the second way they could do it is if they like trade Livingston plus a pick for someone like uh, like a Jay Crowder. That was mentioned, but like you know, like Crowder got moved to Memphis. Memphis rebuilding. They're just going to want to like, or I don't know who's on Cleveland right now. Cleveland's got a bunch of vets. Like guys, be, yeah, guys on those it, teams who are like, you know, like, well, we Warriors aren't going to get this guy, but like at some point, Cleveland's going to trade Tristan Thompson because he can help a contender in like his role, but he doesn't really do anything for their rebuild right now. Oh boy, Tristan Thompson. Um, I think that is fascinating because I think I don't think that's been talked about at all during the season, and I think Sean Livingston. Just about the point where he's like, hey, I'm going to retire and the Warriors are going to do him a favor where he's going to get paid in this case and they can flip him and he can just you know, go home. Um, because if it wasn't for that, they'd probably take away the six mil that's not guaranteed and he would only get paid two mil for the year. So I think this is a pretty cool scenario. Uh, I think we should find out pretty soon. Uh, I guess technically they can both agree to move back Livingston's date of uh, of that decision. So they can move it back another week or something for some just to find. Yeah, but here, here's the thing: no, they they he has to be guaranteed before he's traded. So they right, but they, I'm saying like they don't have to decide like what's the deadline, right? The thirtieth, like I oh they I, don't see what, have I see to what you're on that. It's day. the 26th, yeah. but I see what 20, you're okay. I see what okay. you're saying. Oh no, actually, yeah. right, it's the thirtieth. Um, yeah, they don't have to make a. Yeah, they could push it back. Yeah, they could push it back a little bit just so they have more time to find a trade. And I assume that's what Bob Myers is doing right now. They're trying to find a a trade partner right like that that's that's what they're trying to do and and maybe they're trying to like find ways to uh the recruiting free agents right like i think Iguodala said there's some free agents that they're already talking to that that maybe they've already agreed to deals you know how tampering works maybe that they're looking to trade the contracts of Iguodala or even draymond green like you said uh to find cap room or, or or you know to find guys that could fill in uh into roles but you know who knows Let's talk about this. Who? What are some players that you would like to see? Um, I think our mailbag even has a bunch of names that they gave to us, so we can probably riff off of that if I can, if I can find it real quick. But what what are some names that you're thinking about? Um, what do you think of what do you think of Rodney Hood? Because I'm not convinced he's going to get paid as much as people say. I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's a gunner. He's a gunner, but okay. Let's take a step back. What do we want the Warriors to sign? Clay is going to be out until the All Star break at minimum. Mm-hmm. What do you want? I mean, they need some. They need offense. They need offense, but I almost feel like they're gonna. They're, they might overcompensate to a point where they only draft guys who are chuckers. Or sorry, only pick guys. I was thinking of Jordan Poole, but the, maybe they only pick guys who are chuckers. By the way, we haven't even talked about the draft yet. Um, but they essentially picked a Jordan Poole who is like a another version of Nick Young who plays no defense and is a guy that has no I mean, he might be he might shot. be more than that but yes um, <laughs> but he might be less than that too like Nick Young for all his his stuff did carve out a 10-year career so um I, I don't know I'm looking at the roster right now like you've got Iguodala you've got Draymond they basically do the same thing they're great at it but they're not scores Jacob Evans if he turns into anything it's highly unlikely he's a scoring player. He's more of like a defense kind of guy. Maybe mm. hit a couple open shots, make some of those, you know, those type of plays that the Iguodala and Draymond make. Looney, another guy who's not looking to score the ball, more do the margin stuff. Like it's really, 
and then they just don't have much else under under contract at this point. Um, Eric Eric Paschal, the the rookie. I mean, he's a rookie. We, or how much are we really counting on a rookie at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's you. You can't do that. Hey, by the way, I got all the names. Um, some somebody threw in there. They just do our job for us. Who should the uh, give? Oh, by the way, this guy's username is Give Looney the Max Looney Stan account. Who should the Warriors target with the mid level? Pat Bev? No, nah, it's not happening. Avery Bradley, KCP, Austin Rivers, Wayne Ellington, Rudy Gay, or, or some other names, or some other people. Any of those names that you like? It's ugly, man. So I was into Rudy Gay before Clay got hurt, um, but now I'm just kind of like, man, Rudy's 33. They kind of start. They just have to look younger than that. Like I would be into the Rudy Gay thing if if they have like a two year window. But they got to be yeah. thinking bigger picture than that. Yeah, if KD was still there, yeah. You know, uh, you know who the Warriors are trying to get right now, though. Who's that? Austin Rivers. I was gonna say Austin Rivers might be the best one on that list. I don't mind Avery Bradley. He might be worth the the buy low potential. Um, but yeah, Austin Rivers might be my favorite one on that list. Yeah, he's he might be the man for the Warriors. And now that he's a he's a Curry family guy, um, maybe he's gonna. Curry's gonna have his whole family playing, huh? Maybe they'll get Seth Curry on a vet bin. They'll get uh, they'll get Austin Rivers. They'll get Damian Lee, right? Uh, I will say there's like Austin Rivers was pretty complimentary of the Warriors style, and he's definitely (laughs) one of those players who sees Clay's out, sees all these minutes. It's my time, and is thinking there's no better opportunity for me to like show what I can do than playing in that system with you know I might get 30 minutes a game. He might get 30 minutes a game. He damn near might get 30 shots a game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think we're both in agreement. I think it'd be nice maybe, like, maybe they can, you know, get a trade over to, to Sean Livingston to, you know, like you said, maybe a, a Jay Crowder who's more defensive-minded or a Deion Waiters who's a chucker, and then they can get Austin Rivers. You know, shortage of bigs. I mean, they're going to be stuck with Damian Jones, Jordan Bell, if they can oh, get bigs him signed. Bigs are overrated because they can find – like a vetman big, you're thinking? Yeah. Like a I mean, Robin Lopez, even? Yeah, exactly. There's so many dudes out there like that who yeah. um, um, end up taking low deals. And then, you know, we don't know what Boogie's going to do. Um, well, did do you, you see think... that report just now? No, what, what was it? Well, I think it was Mark Stein who reported that uh, if they don't get, if the Knicks don't get Kevin Durant, they're going to they're gonna send a pretty big one-year offer to Boogie. So I think a Boogie might be off the table here. Wait, wait, wait say it one more time. If the Knicks don't get Kevin Durant, they're going to put together a pretty big offer, a one-year offer to Boogie. The Knicks are. Hmm. Classic Knicks. Yeah, terrible Knicks team overpaying an injured big. I'm sure that'll go well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, one year, so I guess it won't be too bad. But uh, it doesn't seem like KD's going to sign in in New York at this point. Um, Yeah. what else we got? I, I want to jump in the mailbag. You got any other topics you want to talk about before we jump in? We got no. Let's do, let's do some mailbag. Okay. Uh, by the way, friend of the program Nicole Mil- McMillan. She's always she's always tweeting in waiters finals MVP. We got the people wanting Dion Waiters. So we're good at these. Are the children of Monte Ellis? You can you can take Monte out of the Warriors, but you can't take the Monte mentality out of the Warrior fan. <laughs> out of the Warrior fan. Uh, that is amazing. Uh, I like this one uh, from Hamptons five season. 
Uh, Light Years Podcast. If, according to recent reports, Clay is back around February, February, how long of a run y'all presume the Dubs could make in the postseason if they indeed make it? I, I think we want, disagree I, I, here. I don't want to answer this question because I need to see what they do with the rest of the roster. Um, I, I just, I just do. Little, little hedge, little bailout. Oh, huge hedge. But well, like you're okay. asking I me, mean, it's I, like, do I think a team with Steph, Dre, and Iguodala can hold water until Clay's back and then make a deep run? Yeah, but it depends what else is around them. If you're I mean, telling let's me, say, let's say they two. find enough to be a seven seed, six seed. Let's say they find enough. Whatever, I don't care what the roster is. Let's just say they have enough talent there to be a six seed or a seven seed. Yeah, I mean, so I'm also a little skeptical how good Clay will be immediately like i kind of my 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 thought is clay will come back and it'll be a little rusty for the last part of this year and then the following year he's gonna look like the best version of clay like yeah you gotta get normal he's gotta get those legs off but it's like expecting i don't know we we saw maybe the greatest clay game the best i've ever seen clay play right before he he um he tore his knee, so I feel like that's on everyone's mind. Like he's gonna come back and be that dude again. I'm like, that dude was dribbling and pulling up thirty footers. That's not the dude I see, you know, ninety percent of the games. Yeah, I mean that, that's fair. I, I my thing is I just don't know how the rest of the league is gonna look as well. Um, if Houston is really gonna blow this up, um, and they sign those three guys, right, this, right? That's there's the, huge that, blow up potential there. That's the other thing. Let, let's talk about this in two weeks on the pod after we've seen how rosters <laughs> shake out. Even know? two or one week, even. Um, that's true. Well, I don't think next week we're going to record, and I'm pretty sure next week we'll know what Clay and KD's status is. Yeah, um, we'll but I don't. We, we won't. Like everyone thinks, all free agency sorted in day one and day two. But like the reality is, like a lot of Myers' work's going to probably be after. You know, the first week when there's guys sitting there unhappy, and he's going to get like the um, the Austin Rivers, who's like, man, I thought I'd have something, and now it's like I'd rather go to the Warriors because I know I'm going to have a good shot to show out. We'll have a lot of those. Um, I think that's all they can do. There's really nothing else. Um, Kevin Ho, I got to take I got to take an Asian guy's question. Um, should the Warriors trade a future first to try and shed Livingston contract? So you said something interesting earlier where they, I think the scenario was a Livingston and a future first to, uh, to get Jay Crowder, um, or something like along those lines. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how many more draft picks you can, uh, you can just throw out there. They need those controllable assets. God, I sound it, like, sound like one fucking Nick Duncan's podcast. Well, what I was going to say, uh, I'm, I'm cool trading a draft pick if it's for, a player under the age of thirty who's not gonna Jake be Crowder, with the team though. for five years. That's not yeah, but that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean you 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 get what I'm saying though. You're cool yeah. trading it if it's a if it's a dude who's gonna enhance your team for more than you're not trading it for a one year rental type of dude. Yeah. You're not trading or, or it for, even yeah. You're not trading it for here, I think Rudy Gay is better than Jay Crowder, but you're not trading it for like a Rudy Gay who's thirty three, right? Right, right, right. I mean, even Dion Waiters. Right, something like that, where it's like I don't know, like he's not actually good at basketball. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. know about that. Dion's good, but yeah, I'm not trading for him because I don't think you need to to get him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, you got to fire up a little trade machine. We're going full full Bill Simmons here. 
Yeah, we're go- we're we're straddling the line between Bill Simmons and uh, and Dunked On, so we're really doing it all uh, today. Do you have, what any, you food, got? What do you have any food questions? We got to bring it back light year style. Let's do a, let's do light year style. I've got a big friend of the po- program, Kev Gage. He said, since I asked this question too late last time, SAT or ACT? Uh, I got this, a story. This this might be generational. Obviously, the SAT. Yeah, SAT. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story too. Uh, by the way, I don't even know the difference between uh, SAT or ACT. I, I just took the SATs, and then they said that you're you're good with taking. I was lazy in high school. So here's the thing. So I took the SATs once, and uh, I did okay on it. Um, but then I had a chance to take it the second time, and I was like, okay. So I had this basketball tournament in like Reno, right? And uh, I was supposed to take it in the morning, uh, but I stayed up all night. Uh, and the alarm hits in the morning. I'm like, okay, I got to take my SATs. I just kind of depend on what college I'm going to. I look at the alarm and I'm like, man, fuck that shit. Didn't even bother taking the second SATs. Just said, I'm just going to deal with this score. And then I'm going to community college, Sam. So, you know, it ends, it ends up perfectly. <laughs> Real fitting. <laughs> uh, you can go to community college. I, I went for two years because it saved me a ton of money. And then I went to UC San Diego, so. That that is the actual story. Fair enough. <laughs> God, I'm looking at like the Pistons roster, looking at players that might be, and this is just so gross. It's such a waste of. T- not a Stanley Johnson fan. Actually, I think Stanley Johnson just got. I think he's free. He's definitely not in Detroit anymore. <laughs> um, but at one point he was. So I'll give you that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta like scour the bad teams' rosters. Like you know, Charlotte wants out of money. Go look at Orlando's. Maybe you'll find Orlando's good. Well, yeah. I guess they did make the playoffs. Yeah, you want a little Michael Kid Gilchrist? D- oh, what we, fuck what we, off. What we need is Michael Kid Gilchrist, Iguodala, Draymond all in the same lineup oh my together. God. Hey, they, oh my. they might actually get a defensive stop, though. <laughs> the Sam dream of Stefan four fullbacks. Yes. It grows by the day. I just want four lead blockers, get in the, the wishbone, just throw <laughs> it to Steph. <laughs> Start Just blocking. keep chucking it. Yeah, I don't know. The Wizards got anyone? Uh, you want Jan Mahimi? I was going to say Jan Mahimi. <laughs> Dwight Howard? Oh, God. Well, the Warriors did want him once upon a time. That they did. Uh, is Andy Liu going to Vegas to watch Summer League? No, I am not, but I will be there in late July. All right, so we're we going to – um, I think we just wrap this up. Yeah, we're wrapping this up. We'll be back next week, uh, midweek, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to wait till Toronto, by the way. I'm going to celebrate the Raptors title in Toronto. Wait, a little Damari Carroll on the Warriors. Like, these are the type of players people think Warriors will get. Oh, boy. Uh, It's not pretty. It is not pretty. Please stop. Little uh, Garrett Temple might be too expensive, honestly. Are you serious? He's good. Oh God! You you listen to too much Ethan Strauss. No. <laughs> um, Remember when Ethan Strauss mid seasons talking about Garrett Temple uh, instead of Draymond Green or some shit like that? Guy is insane. We got to get him back on the pod, actually. Little Lance Stevenson. Oh boy! Oh boy! It might be time. It might be time to cut the pod. What about Yogi Ferrell? <laughs> Why Yogi, I, Yogi can Isaiah Thomas. Yogi can shoot. Yogi can shoot. It's my guy. Raul Neto, I'm just gonna start. Maybe, re- I'm just gonna start saying names. Maybe Pat, no, Pat please. Con- Connaughton, 
I'm, I'm okay with Pat Connaughton. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney McGruber. Oh, God. Is that the Heat? Is that Miami? Well, it's not the Clippers, but yeah. From the wow. Heat. I'm just like two teams removed from these players. I just don't care anymore. Joe, Keep throwing names Joe out there. Green? Jerry Green, please get there. God, no. We can get the full Green starting lineup. We get Jerry yeah. Green, get Jermichael Green, Draymond Green. That Jermichael Green would be great. Yeah, another dude that won't shoot the ball because Kerr tells him not to shoot the ball. <laughs> Jamal Crawford would be nice. Yeah, well, Man, this Kerr is... doesn't want Jamal Crawford. We know that. A little. Uh... Who, who else? Oh, what about our friend Jordan Bell? He's a can- think- he's a sneaky sign and trade candidate because they can I can see a team like Atlanta because Schlenk, Schlenk liked him and he kind of fits with John Collins and Trey and what they're doing. Maybe maybe you, you trade him there for something. I don't know. Jordan Bell. This is just turning to me on. Keep naming them, man. We got to go through the whole list before we get out of here. Now I'm really uh, like- Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah. Now Joe Kim Noah would be someone that Steve Kerr played 20 minutes for no reason. That's a guy right there. Oh, Nick Stoskis. Nick Stoskis is on the radar. They I would already not have be, Jimmer on the summer league team. I would not be surprised if we saw some Stoskis. <laughs> oh, please. It's going to be a bench full of white guys. Just Jimmer, <laughs> Stauskas, Pat Connaughton. Just get Damian Lee A lot of Lee fundamental players. A lot of who play absolutely no fucking defense. Um, God, this Warriors team is going to be a riot to watch next season. What about our boy Kendrick Nunn? Kendrick Nunn, yeah, he was on the summer league team. They've got a, uh, they picked up that guy who who was like Kendrick Nunn. This what's his name? Kai Bowman. Are we gonna talk about Smilacek? I finally figured out his name is called Smilacek, Smilacek or something. Uh, do we need to? Well, First let's, sources. Let's, let's start. Let, let's do a little thing on the draft picks and then get out of here. <laughs> you ran out of names. No, I have a thousand other names, but I really don't want to read Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> Um, Greg Monroe, Tyler Zeller. <laughs> this is fucking awful. Deontay um, Davis, Jody Meeks. The Warriors had Deontay Davis for a second. Jody Meeks a shooter. He got a big contract. I, I mean, sort of, but yeah. God, it's it's okay. Let's talk about the draft picks. What do you think of Jordan Bell? Oh, just wow, Jordan Poole. Any thoughts? Um, a little bit of a reach. Yeah, they wanted Windler, right? You and I were both here in the little little Jordan Poole day or so before. Um, I don't know. I'm curious. Like, I need to see how they develop because it, this is the thing. He he strikes me as the type of player Kerr won't play. And being kind of a hard ass with players isn't the worst thing, but it only works if you actually develop them. You can't just yeah. It's like, such a great point. Yeah, it's like. I won't play him because he's not ready. Like, well, what are you doing to get him ready? What Such what kind of point. coaching are you doing here? Because because you lucked into like Steph and Clay and these guys who are like so fundamentally gifted. Like they just needed a system around them that kind of brought the best of them out. But it's not like you needed to teach them how to do basic basketball things. Such a great point. Yep. That's that's the difference so far between them and the Spurs where you know, the Spurs also had great players, too. They had Duncan. They had, you know, Dave Robinson. They had Tony Parker, Manu. But they also developed a bunch of guys that Pop can be hard asses on. And the Warriors have yet to develop a bunch of guys where Steve Kerr can say, I'm just going to pull you if you're not playing well. You've got to give guys opportunities to play. 
And so far, we haven't seen that. The only reason he gives Damian Jones a leash is because he was a first round pick. Uh, and so we and have also yet to see he gives figure he out. gives bigs who do big man things a leash because like Damian Jones, I'm not saying he's good at it. Um, he's inconsistent at it, but like he's terrible at everything. But he's no, <laughs> but I mean he he fits in a very finite box. He rolls hard. He tries to rebound. He tries to defend. Not out here trying to dribble. You know, like it's harder to develop a guy like Jordan Poole who takes bad shots, who's a creative perimeter player, but maybe isn't the highest IQ yet. Like that takes more coaching than, you know, telling a big man to stay in his lane is all I'm saying. Like Looney figured out, I'm just going to thrive in this lane. And then he did, right? That's easier than developing a guard who has all these skills, but no clue how to use them effectively. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you because um, because they they they, ha- they have to be able to develop these players, especially someone like Jordan Poole, in a way that fits their offense or fits their scheme. Because it, it's like an old adage where it's like you can't fit a system to players. You got to fit, um, or sorry, you can't have players fit to your system. Right, you've got to fit your system around them or make adjustments or make a schematic change because look at the Spurs. They've played like four different ways in the last, you know, decade and a half. Yeah, they the essentially they have essentially have uh, core principles, but the way they play is completely dependent on like, well, this year we got a bunch of shooters, this year we exactly. got post-up guys. Sometimes they shoot 53s a game, sometimes they change the mid-range, sometimes they slow it down. It's dependent on who they have and I think that the Warriors They've got to adapt. I don't know if they're smart enough. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. You know, Steve Kerr's smart, I think, as a person. I don't know how smart he is with the X and O's and development. I mean, do, have we seen any of these guys develop anybody yet? Right? Like, I, do you trust any of these guys to develop Looney. anyone? Yeah, Looney. I mean, Rod Adams is great. But, like, who are these other guys that they have? Are they actually good developmental coaches? I don't know. I, I don't know. And I don't. I haven't seen anything outside of, like you said, Looney, right? But maybe they need time. Like maybe Jacob Evans Mikaza, is going to be the next thing out. a peak example of a perimeter player who can do like he can do he could do a bunch of things, but none of them were standout. But like you could see the talent, and they didn't really know what to do with him. And Steve so he messed that one up. And so he just got yo-yoed, yep. lost all his confidence, and and then what happens? So yeah, Patrick, that, that's a div- Patrick McCall would have been playing in the finals this year, and he would have had a starting spot next year if he was still on the Warriors. Oh, not even questioned. <laughs> uh, so I, I blame that one, not so much on development, development, but I blame that one on that's Steve Kerr. That's I put Steve I put Kerr. Jordan Bell on Steve Kerr too. Yeah, I agree. And Kerr slander at the end of the pot, I love it. Yes, yeah, people, those who made it fifty-five minutes, we're finally <laughs> giving you what you came for. <laughs> Oh, I'm with you, man. Um, we forgot. Uh, what's his name's a free agent? Um, Nandu Dicolo. Dude. Well, I thought he was a re- restricted free agent with Toronto. Tim Frazier. Oh, God. You know, a couple triple doubles. You know what we do? We're, we're, bringing, we're bringing Jeremy Lin back. Uh, now you're speaking my language. I would actually, if Jeremy Lin's health checks out, perfect vet men guy because last time he was healthy he was real like 
he was starting. I mean, he was, he's certainly better than a vet man is all. I'm well, saying. think, think about it from a marketing perspective. Forget marketing. You, know, you don't, you, well, you don't have Katie. You don't have clay. I mean, come watch Jeremy you, Lin play 15 you, minutes a game off the bench. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, no, I'm, I'm talking basketball wise. Like You're the right. last he time he was healthy, move. he's right. good. He's, he was in that range of, he's either the best backup point guard in the league or like a low end starter, but either way, he he's a, hurt a lot too. He's though. a 20 minute per part. game guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a if, shitty part is he got hurt. And that so I don't know where his health is at because yeah. the last time I saw him play consistently, he was an impact guy. I mean he Yeah. He would yeah, if if the guy that Jeremy Lin was before the injuries the last year and a half is still the guy he is, that guy would have been playing twenty five minutes a game in the finals for the Warriors. Yeah, he's not, not even a question. Yeah. He's better he than Quinn, he's better than Quinn Cook. Yes, he is. Well he's bigger. Right, he's bigger. He's more. He can actually finish at the he rim. Can get to the rim. Yeah, he's quicker. You're right. So, yeah, I mean, so look, I mean, this is what he, we've got so far. He's just he's either an elite six man or like a low end starter in the league. But that's exactly who you want, right? So the Warriors are going to finish this offseason with they're going to trade shot. They're gonna, so Katie's going to resign. Clay's going to resign. We could also the get things, a, we could also get Derrick Rose. I take some. Der- I take some Derrick Rose. But that's not a vet man, right? That's going to be the. Uh, I don't think he's getting. Up. No, I think he's getting a vet man. I don't know that anyone's paying Derrick Rose. Have you heard his name for agency? No, I haven't. But he had a good season last season. You know so how many games have... he played last year? What's that? You know how many games he played last year? He did have how a good season. But he t- played a lot, right? T- take a guess. Like We remember the 50-point game, and he pretty much he played. He 67. pretty much closed every game, right? Like by 60. So your guess is 67? Yeah, maybe 50, more. 51. Oh, Really? So on the one hand, that means he's Shows attainable. On another hand, it's like the, the dude always plays like fifty games now. <laughs> so well, and I don't know, think that, the Warriors need. Man. I don't think the Warriors need more guys who are on the fifty game plan. <laughs> the, the The Warriors are going to sign a bunch of guys that are just going to think they're better than Steph, and they're going to sh- and Steph is going to average ten shots a game next season. It's going to be Dion Waiters, Austin Rivers, uh, Jeremy Lin off the vet men. It's going to be fucking great, dude. I, that that's our off season. Yeah, if we can get, if we can get both Jeremy Lin and Derrick Rose in here and they can both give us half of a healthy season, like they just <laughs> they take turns. Like Jeremy, you got you got November through January, Rose, you got February through April. That's that's this, what we need. Because like both those guys will end up playing twenty five minutes a game when Clay's out. Like you know they'll play um next to Steph in like a small ball lineup because well they can actually do something. Because they can get actually, God, the Warriors' defense is going to be atrocious next season, isn't it? Oh boy, go get, go get your uh, go get your max contract, Draymond. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, he's got. Well, it can is. We, it we, is. Can we talk about? Year. Can we talk about this, Draymond? Um, so the Warriors can offer him about twenty three to twenty four mil a year this summer, and that's just the most they can offer him. So they're going to extend him the early extension offer. He's not going to take it, most likely. Um, but he, the, the reports are he's not going to take it because he he thinks with these injuries he's going to have a chance to shine, and like really like play up his value. He's going to drop twenty points again. I mean, I'd love to see it. I don't. I don't. There, there, there's going to be a two week stretch where Steph rolls an ankle, um, and he's out for a while, and Draymond's going to be the, the the focal point of the team. And my God, it is going to be a sight to behold. It is going to be just. 8 and 23, 20 points. He'll probably have a triple double on like 36 minutes, and they'll lose each time. It's going to be great.
Chase Center Warriors. All right, man. Well, let's get out of here. This pod has gone way too long. <laughs>